lost, with no future, but a very troubled present. And all they are looking for is a penny to eat tonight. Tomorrow they must wake up for tomorrow's food. And at least the scenario that we find in South Africa. On any given day in Johannesburg, there are 4,000 street kids. On any given day. And I'm giving you statistics that are about 10 years old. And women have become part of this street-based nation. If I were to use the word normal, whose validity I question, this is not normal. There is no society that can thrive under the conditions I have described. And that's, that's so, therefore, it becomes necessary for us to address the question of the male phenomenon in the church. Early in the lives of males, personal mission and national development, a conversation with young black males. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. Eve has not arrived. A few things. One, God takes the man to the garden. Find your work from him. He already knows where you should be. God is your ultimate determiner of your career. Because after all, we did not create ourselves. If, even, even if we were to say evolution is true, we did not decide to evolve. So, so nothing in this universe is self-created. No. The, principle, the concept of spontaneous generation and the Big Bang to me is, is one of the most foolish ideas. Who told the, ba the bang to, the Big Bang to, to bang? How, how did it happen? Where, where, where did the ingredients come from? Why, how did they know that it's time to explode? Because inanimate matter has no consciousness. How then can it produce that which is conscious? So philosophically, evolution is flawed. It's a flawed theory. He takes the man to work it and to take care of it. God sees males as persons who should be marked by purposeful activity. Purposeful activity. Now there's, there's a terrain. There is your space in this world for you to do something. Yeah. Your work might vary from mine and it may vary from the, 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 the jobs of others, but we have something. And these are the things that should be embedded in, in the lives of, of minds of young men early in, in, their, in their lives. We don't need the guidance teacher 
at school to start the job. It must start at home, which is why it is important for boys to be brought up by their fathers. By the way, one of the challenges we have now, resulting from fatherlessness, is the feminization of males because they are oversubscribed by female presence. It's another story. The purpose is to work it and to take care of it. In other words, you work and you maintain the, the area of your, of your function. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. In other words, the principle there is that it is your work that produces what you, what you, what you consume. You consume from your labor. God did not create employees. The concept employee is, is not in God's original plan. That's why I sometimes send messages to some of you on Facebook who write in their profiles, self-employed. I say, please, write self-governed. God did not create employees. God created governors. The purpose of man was to be a governor over aerial nature, terrestrial nature, and marine nature. Isn't that so? We have three domains of rulership. Unfortunately, the same phenomenon has, even, has, has narrowed our area of, of rulership to the point where some of us can't even rule themselves. We have lost rulership. That's why government did not, God did not create governments. God did not create governments, and not long from now, he'll destroy them. He uses them now as a convenience mechanism to keep order in the world. That's why Daniel says in chapter 2, verses 20 and 21, it is God who removes kingdoms and sets up kingdoms. You are free to eat from the tree in the garden. Ah, freedom. Freedom. God created human beings who, who, who have freedom to consume the, the products of their sweat. These days, we sweat for other people. And they give us less than what our sweat is worth. There can't be peace. They simply cannot be peace in such a situation. And that is why, that's why the struggle over resources is going to go on forever. And you find it in chapter 5 of the book of James. Those first four, first four, verse, first four verses tell you about the struggle between laborers and, and owners of wealth. That is why the trade union movement is going to drive history to the end of time. Politicians will disappear. Political parties will disappear in the, in the near future. It's in the prophecy. Unions will outlast politics. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Ah, checks and balances. So our freedom is confined to that which is legitimate for us, beneficial to us, there are things that we are not free to do. All life has permissibles and impermissibles. 
It is the nature of life. Which is why the, the Bible tells us that after the devil did what he did in heaven, their place was not found in heaven. Because they'd gone beyond the limits of their freedom. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. And then of course we know what happened. In chapter 3, somebody comes and tells them, I've got another theory. You will not surely die. God knows your mission in this world. He also knows where you should fulfill your mission. Consult him for your life. Our Father in heaven is the source of life, of wisdom, and of joy. Ellen White says, the book steps to Christ. By the way, by the way that, that, that book was written out of letters. Ellen White was writing to Christians who were struggling in their faith. That's why when you read Steps to Christ, you sense that the, the book is very close to your, to your life. Read it. It will save you. Find your first fulfillment in your work. Find your first fulfillment in your work. Because you were created to work. The devil has proposed other, other functions of our purposes for our creation. Your calling, work, is the basis of your productivity. Ellen White says in Steps to Christ, page 7, Consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Make this your very first work. Each morning, consecrate yourself to God for that day. Surrender all your plans to him. To be carried out or given up. As this providence shall indicate. There's a false theory here that the devil has taught many, many of us that if you have prayed over something, it is automatically endorsed in heaven. No, but we prayed. No, the God does not work that. Was it in his will? Was it in his will? We should examine the reasons why some of our prayers are not answered. Don't assume that God will endorse something he is not sanctioned. I need to say this very, very emphatically. God will not, will not answer a prayer for something he has not sanctioned. Don't pray that God should bless something that, that is not in his will. He will not do so, but he will not kill you while you are doing it. And so because you are not killed, don't think that God is happy. He's not happy. He's merely postponing the consequences. Merely postponing the consequences. He will allow you to run on a wrong course that you have prayed for until the consequences kick in. Then only will you know retrospectively something went wrong at the beginning of this thing. That's how it works, unfortunately. Some of us form relationships with people we should not form relationships with. Don't pray over that relationship. You curse it when you pray over it. Yeah. Don't pray over that relationship because you are invoking God's name in vain. He says he hates those who use his name for in vain. And then he says he allows consequences to run for three and four generations. Don't do it. 
don't do it. Find work, finding work comes before finding wife in the sequence. It's the sequence in Genesis. It's the sequence in Genesis. That is the sequence of Genesis. But you see, we have erred as Christians very terribly. We have overemphasized relationships over responsibility. On a macro scale, we run schools that only teach Bible and prayer and singing and whatever, but we don't run schools where people have to use their hands to produce wealth. And that has been the failure of Adventist education in this country. That's why the next Adventist school we must build is a business school. A business school where people can be producers because we were born for productivity. God is not going to do for us what he, in, in, what he, in, he instructed us to do. God is not going to come from heaven to create jobs in this world. When he has given us the mental resources to obey him first of all and to execute his commands. We have over copied the models of other people who don't have our needs. The crisis of education in South Africa both Christian and public, is not that there is no education, is the fact that the models are wrong. The models are wrong. Even if we can pray over Christian education, as long as the model is wrong, it will not produce the expected results. And that is why there's a lot of unemployed young people in the church. Stop blaming the economy. Stop blaming the economy. The church has failed to provide education that produces, producers. So we need a new educational model, a new school model in this country. We don't need to perfect an imperfect system. Some of the best private schools in this country are just perfected systems of the wrong model. That's why one of these days we're going to see you standing at the, ro at the, at the set of robots with a CV. Because you come from a dysfunctional educational model, which did not give you skills. You know, 18 years in this world is very long. We keep you in class for 18 years without a skill. And yet you are able to be a father or a mother in those 18 years. but you can't produce your livelihood. This is one of the things that should happen. We postpone gratification in the education system. We postpone the time of productivity. It's a model that serves people of particular societies. Responsibility comes for relationships. So I've got a warning for you ladies. Check that first before you say, I do. If I can't buy myself a slice of bread, how will I buy a full loaf? <laughs> when you're around now. 
And that's why some of you who are parents need to change your parenting model. We need to change our parenting model. We've all been deceived. We've all been misled. We've been given the impression that the, main, the most important thing you must do in this country, in this world, is to write and speak English. Genesis 128, be fruitful and multiply. And fill the earth. This is the mandate now. And subdue it. And rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God did not give a mandate to government to tell us where to go and where not to go. This is one of the cases of human history. We're restricted all over. If I can discover gold in my home yard now, government will use what is called the law of supreme domain to remove me from there. It happened when the United States government was setting up the, the space uh, 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 aviation program. Where the uh, space station is today, there was a little Adventist church there with a cemetery, among other things that were there. The, the government used the law of supreme domain to remove everybody there. Of course, the graves are still there. But everybody had to move. Because you can't own anything below six feet underground. You can't. Try it. Discover gold in your yard these days. And see what will happen. You will be short-lived in your place. So you can see what governments have done. And the struggle over resources is going to go on until the persecutions come. No one is going to solve economic problems in this world. Even the best constitution, even the best version of the NDP will not solve these things. The demand is too much and the problem is not simple. It's very complex. Four things that come out of that mandate. That we, 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 were, we are mandated to create, to produce creative use of resources. And these are the things school does not teach us. No. We're taught to ask for things. After productivity, you multiply to create abundance, distribution, participation in the national economy, management, wise use of these resources. In other words, it is our Christian duty to be part of, the nation, of a national economy. It is our Christian duty. It's in the mandate. Some, when some of us were young, were young, in this church, we were told that people who run shops and so on, have fallen into the trap of loving the things of this world. That is why a lot of persons of my generation and those who are our parents never owned shops because owning a shop was part of loving the things of this world. So poverty became sanctified. That's why some Christians are not happy with people who are better than them, who are moneyed, who are propertyed. They have this feeling, they owe us. 
And so we protect, we protect laziness. We affirm laziness. Affirm laziness. Which is why in chapters 50 and 51 of Patriarchs and Prophets, Ellen White, in discussing the Israelitic economy, says, the poor and the rich owe one another. He says, the rich owe the poor their wealth, and the poor owe the rich their strength. You read it. Chapters 50 and 51. Life, live a life of productivity or creativity. And here are some of the areas in which men can be creative. Because the world has become very complex and the needs have multiplied tremendously. There can be intellectual productivity, material productivity, cultural productivity, spiritual productivity. You know, I was thinking as these young men were singing here, that one of the challenges we have with our artists in the church, unlike the artists who live in other countries, is that we have no eye on the future. You see, producing CDs, activities, is a short-term practice. White people have text their music, and anything that is text goes deep into the future. One of these days, technology is going to make it difficult for you to use CDs you produced in 1950, in, 19, in 2016. There's going to become a technology that will make it difficult for you to use the CDs. So while we are using the electronic media, please go back to the old story. Text your songs. Let's see them on paper in the future. The paper is not about to disappear. That's one thing you need to know. The paper is not about to disappear. Because people are still going to be writing in their hands. The paper is not about to disappear. I know it is suffering competition now, but it's not about to disappear. And of course, it has a lot of psychological advantages, by the way, the paper. There's a lot of psychological advantages. It promotes memory because the paper never changes. Paper never changes. It's unlike radio and television. You can't go back to a, to a program on TV that ran last week. You can't tell them, please replay it. And yet a book that was published in 1950, will tell you the same story told the readers of 1950. And that is why books and radio are good at promoting memory. Television is the greatest enemy of cognitive thinking, cognitive work. Yeah. Instead, it creates slaves, addicts. Professor Itumile Musala wrote an article which appeared on the front page of the Star sometime in 1989. He was, he was talking about the tragedy, what he called the tragedy of the arrival of the electronic media among African people in South Africa. He says, we had hardly gotten used to the text when we were exposed to the electronic media. Walk, in, walk into any town today, you're not going to see people carrying books. People are carrying groceries. Drinks, liquor, 
talking or singing, but no books. Education in Africa has very little to do with the advancement of a civilization. Unlike what you find in other communities. We are still at a very primary level where schooling is part of an, eco of an economic uh, process of survival. We go to school in order to get jobs, in order to, to, in order to, to survive the effects of our past. That is why when people, after people leave in school, leave when they have left school, they don't read. There's a lot of regressive literacy in this country. A lot of regressive literacy in this country. People don't read. Because we read for certification. And because we read for certification, there's a lot of disparity between those who are between certification and practice, qualification and performance. Sometimes you, you look at a person and think the certificate is more, important, is more qualified than the person. Because some of us have the wrong view about going to school. We think that qualifications are meant, are meant uh, uh, we acquire them so that we can be introduced. No. They are not meant for introductions. Haven't you been in a situation where somebody was, was introduced with all his achievement or achievements, and then you, and then you listen, and you look at the, the performance, and you wonder if the introduction was genuine. Your life work should be a benefit humanity. Service is the highest form of worship. Live to bless others. The young man, Fisali Masina, is producing a book now in which he's discussing all the music he has composed for Reality 7. We need that from you guys. Yeah, we need that from you guys. Material productivity, these things. God gives us the intelligence to choose these things. These things don't come from the devil. Your cell phone is not the product. The devil does not inspire you to produce a cell phone. It is God who gives the intelligence. All that the devil does, he hijacks it for his use. Because the devil never, never produces anything good. He always waits for God to do something. And then he moves into that terrain to fiddle with it. The devil has no creativity. He only repeats what he has done before or makes it worse. Cultural productivity, singing, clothes, part of cultural activity, productivity, technical culture. This, the arrangement of these flowers, part of cultural, we need to broaden our thinking about our functions in this world. Becoming a professor is not the highest job on earth. No. But sometimes schools just, just, some of us excel at school because we're able to repeat what others did many years ago. <laughs> Spiritual productivity is one of the functions that some of us need to go into. And you don't need to be employed by the church to be spiritually productive. That's why I love some, what some of you are beginning to do now, producing books without any organizational mandates.
God then observed the loneliness of the male, the man, the male man became lonely. And God decided, I must find a female man to complement him. God decided to make Adam an equal companion. That's how it is explained in the Hebrew. Equal companion. You need to understand that one. Some of us get confused. The helper is an equal companion. He is not a subordinate. I told people in a camp meeting in April in, in, in KZN, I was doing a presentation and, 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 and one man raised his hand and said, I will not allow my wife to do that. I said, you are, you are, you are making a statement of ownership. The word my, my in that line is not a statement of, pro, of ownership. It's a statement of relationship. Our wives are ours not on the basis of ownership, but of partnership. We don't own them. That's why when we die, we don't, we're not buried with them. And by the way, your marriage ends when you die. That's why you can marry. The one who survives can remarry without asking for permission. You vowed on the day of your wedding, till death do us part. You did not say till Jesus comes back. <laughs> till death do us part. God induced a deep sleep on Adam. When you fulfill your creation mandate, finding a wife will be a bonus. When you fulfill your creation mandate, finding a wife will be a bonus. You only need to struggle for a wife. Guys, the formula is to sleep. This guy goes into a deep sleep. Some of us sleep with their eyes open. <laughs> and we prescribe to God the Eve we want. No, let God find the wife for you. Otherwise, the devil also has wives to stupend. He also has wives to throw around. Let God find the wife. God knows the wife who will suit you. Moses wakes, Adam wakes up, suddenly says, wow, what's this? Who's this? And he makes an affirmation, this now is my bone, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Somebody made a joke and says, he was, he was called woe unto man. Oh man. <laughs> now that's very troubling. Therefore, shall a man leave? I want you to understand this. His father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one. It is the duty of the males to know which way to go after the wedding day. Don't take your wife to the back rooms of your home. She is not the assistant wife of your father. There is no cortiza practice in the Bible. There is no internship in the Bible. There is no marital internship in the Bible. The moment you decide to connect with a woman matrimonially, you need to know what happens post the day of the wedding. 
go to a little shack. It will be fine. It's your shack. It's not your father's backyard. So we don't have the Zulu or African tradition of, no, Makoti needs to stay around here. Uh, let, let's, check on, let, let's check on her. And so you, you know the problem, problem of, of African brides? They are always given provisional accreditation. On the day of the wedding, full registration and accreditation takes place when you deliver your first child. Otherwise, you have not arrived yet. Why? Because third world cultures are fertility conscious cultures. They define what, they define what it means to be human on the basis of productivity, reproduction. You are not a human being until you have produced another human being. In God's plan, you produce a human being because you are already one. And that is why we harass women who don't deliver kids. Because of a culture that is fertility oriented. And this is the only thing we need to deal with in the area of HIV AIDS. The fundamental problem with HIV AIDS is not sex. No. It is not people who are diseased sexually. It is the fact that we have a culture that says you are not complete until you have given birth. That's why the condom message is not working in South Africa. Because it pays not to use a condom. It pays not to use a condom. We don't reward those who obey government and the church. We reward those who bring kids up to this world. Human beings are such creatures that they go for what brings rewards. Therefore, man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife. That, that is why work comes before wife. God, God knows. God is the, is, the, is the supreme logician of this universe. He knows which thing follows which other thing. Establish work, establish a home for yourself, your wife and children. You know, one of the problems of living with your wife in your home is that your wife gets, gets parented again by other people. They turn into an entity, and your kids get multi-parented. Your sisters-in-law, Bosquiza, and others. They are, your child becomes community property. And your voice as a man gets, gets, gets compromised. Because, let me make this very graphically. No woman wants to cook in the kitchen of another. Every woman wants to be the, to be the queen of her own kingdom. Departure from family of birth rests on the male. Departure from family of birth rests on the male. Marriage calls for singularity of commitment. Marriage calls for oneness with wife. Preservation of unity, influence on children. Children need a father who loves their mother. Children deserve a mother who is an equal partner, not a shade or servant of their father. <laughs> Departure from family rests on the male. Departure ensures oneness with his wife, preservation of unity, proper development of children. We're not far from the end. I'm merely dealing with an aspect of male life. 
which speaks to us as Christians. There are many other areas. A platform for the perpetuation of your human family, society, and civilization. A school for spiritual development, preparation for remnant lifestyle. In the Adventist model, the function of a family is to sustain the remnant concept. Because it is in the home where faith Christians are manufactured, not in the church. The function of the Christian home is ethics and culture. The uh, 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 teaching of ethics, the practice of an ethical lifestyle, life and occupational skills. It's unfortunate that 2.3, 2.3 has been removed from the family by modernization. Modernization says you leave your home to train for someone far from your home. That's why many of us were made, especially during the time of the, of the, of the, of the Industrial Revolution, to work in factories. And that is why, by the way, the school, schools were designed like factories. Yes. Classrooms are factory rooms. And that is why in a classroom, the sitting arrangement in a classroom, who are doing education here? The sitting arrangement in a classroom was designed during the Industrial Revolution, between 1750 and 1850. And one of the elements of that was the, the arrangement. We call it the military formation. The kids sit in, in rows. The teacher walks in, stand up, good morning, kids. Good morning, sir. Sit down, fold your arms, keep quiet, look, look at me straight. It's a command situation. The teacher is preparing them to work in the factories because that's how factory, the factory line is organized. There's a lot that has gone into our socialization. So, 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 the, so the, the, the roads must fall movement has a big assignment. It has to deal, you, you know, life, life is not as organized as we, as, as, we, as we organize it. No. Have you noticed every day that every day you register something you have not seen before? Every day you see a new face, and that face gets registered in your brain cells. The next time you meet the person, you smile because, ah, oh, by, the, by the way, where did we meet? You can't say that when somebody is a total stranger to you. That, that, that question presupposes that I have registered this face somewhere in my mind. That is why the best form of teaching is conversation, not lectureship. Lecture, conversation, interaction. And that's the method that Jesus used. Interacted with his learners. And he did not put them in a classroom. One day, if there's time, I'll talk about the reason why God ran a school in a garden and not in a building. I don't have time for that. Oh, okay. We've come to the end. At least of this. So, what am I saying? I'm saying, ladies, if you understood the challenges facing males, don't put undue pressure on them before you have created empowerment for them as mothers. The duty as a mother is to mother a boy and not to father the boy. 
Only a father, a male can father. You are not supposed to father. You're supposed to mother. The best father is a male. And the best mother is a, is a woman. Men can only do what male, only males can do. And women can only what, only what women can do. We need to know that in order to live a meaningful life, we have to know identity and function. It is only those things together that create, that create meaning in life. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, we thank you this morning for giving us yet another Sabbath to appreciate your will for us. We faltered, Lord, in many ways, more ways than we can remember or count. But today, just once in a million years, save us from wrong ideas. Save us, Lord, from making expectations where none should be made. I want to pray for the young men who are in this house today. We know, we know, Lord, where they come from. Some of them come from broken homes. Some of them, Lord, have not seen their dads for years or they've never seen any. Be their father today. Be their granddads today. Help them find their father in your will. Be with the ladies as well, for they themselves are not free from the troubles of broken families, societies that are dysfunctional. But Lord, today we pray especially for a national condition that is affecting this country. Many are going without school these days. Parents are expecting results at the end of this year. Employers are expecting workers next year. Undertake for the youth of this church and of this country. I surrender them to you for their restoration. And finally, salvation. We, we pray all this in your name and for your sake. Amen. Thank God for the